Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I've written so many sermons in the last few days, I don't even know which one is which. I hope this is the right one. Yeah, this might be the Christmas sermon, I don't know. Well, let us pray nonetheless. Gracious Lord, be with us today. Open our hearts and minds to hear your word once again and comfort those who are here and visit those who cannot be here or uh, are traveling. We ask this in your name, amen. Well, we all have our favorite seasons in the church year, but for me, Advent is, uh, it's my favorite because I enjoy the Advent hymns and I like the royal blue color in the sanctuary. I like the Advent wreath and how we light the candles progressively as we get towards Christmas. And I enjoy the midweek preschool Christmas program and the service of lessons and carols that our youth group leads for us. And there was a new treat this year because the school that's using our classrooms had their first Christmas program, and it was impressive to hear the students sing, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, in Latin. It's a joy to receive your Christmas cards and gracious gifts. Thank you. Now, not this, that this Advent has been any less than the previous 14, not the, it's not been any less than the previous 14 Advents that I've served you. This one, it just seems a bit out of sorts because of the fighting in Gaza and Israel. Not that any of us were planning on going there this year, but there are no pilgrims visiting Bethlehem this Christmas. No celebrations uh, or gathering in the town square there. And no festive lights to mark the occasion of Jesus' birth. All that is being quietly skipped over this year. Who knows about next year or the next? It's difficult to predict the outcome of the situation over there and how that will affect, you know, people like you and me and Christians all over the world being able to, to go over there and see the birthplace of Jesus. So it's, it's, just, it's just kind of a, a downtrodden kind of feeling, at least for me anyways. On the other hand, you know, Bethlehem has had its closures before, although they were temporary. And on top of that, it hasn't quite been the little town of Bethlehem we hold so dear in our hearts for a very long time anyway. Oh, little town of Bethlehem isn't so little now. There's 25,000 people hemmed in on all sides by a hulking security wall built by the Israelis. There's one way in and one way out, heavily guarded by an Israeli command post with an observation tower. Bethlehem, you see, is a Palestinian enclave. You can't get into Bethlehem unless you're a certified tour guide or have some official business there. And if you live in Bethlehem, you can't get out either unless you have official business. It's ironic that Bethlehem today has become a place opposite of what one would expect. It's the birthplace of Jesus, the cradle of the Christian faith. Yet today it's populated mostly by Muslims. Didn't start out that way. The Palestinian Arabs who settled there before Israel became a state were Christians. 
But today, less than 1% of the town's population are Christian. If it wasn't for the fact that a church was built over the manger long ago and that it's overseen by three major Christian denominations and the fact that Bethlehem re uh, relies heavily on tourism for its economy and livelihood, Islam would have filled in the manger with concrete long ago and built shops and houses over it. Now, even though the manger is preserved, at least for now, the shepherd's fields around Bethlehem aren't what they used to be either. Up until a few years ago, if you lived in Bethlehem, you could look out your window and see the hills where the shepherds watched their, flock, their flocks by night. You could see the hills where David watched his sheep. The hillsides would turn bright green in the spring. Now they're covered with condominium complexes or topped with an enormous apartment complex the size of General Hospital. All this is to say that this is what the world is coming to. When Jesus returns, he's not going to care that his birthplace looks like the hills of San Diego. He's going to wipe it clean off the map and make it new again. That's his plan. When Bethlehem was a little town of just a few hundred people, it was God's plan to visit a young woman named Mary, or Miriam, as she would have been called by her people, but she wasn't living in Bethlehem. She was living in another town some miles away to the north called Nazareth, which means branch in Hebrew. Pastors, historians, and scholars for centuries have tried to pin down what a marriage looked like back in those days in that culture, and you've probably heard everything from, you know, Mary and Joseph were married, but they hadn't cons consummated the marriage yet, or they weren't married, or they were married, but, I'm sorry, they weren't married, but they were promised to each other, and just about everything else in between. You know, whatever, we don't know, whatever the case was. Mary was doing what was normal and expected for a woman in her, in her stage of marriage. She was going along, carrying out her part of the plan of being married, whatever that looked like then. That is, until Gabriel came to have a little talk, and her plans shifted to something else, to someone else's plans. It's hard to try and put yourself in her spot at that moment when Gabriel appears and says, Hello there, you blessed one. The Lord is with you. How do you think you would react? It's hard to know for sure, right? Because we weren't her. We're nowhere near living in her context. And we know the story already. But Luke describes her reaction. She was greatly troubled, as some translations have it. Startled her is another way of translating it. Freaked out, I think, is a modern way of describing Mary's reaction to Gabriel. But that's too irreverent for any you know, official English translation of your Bible. <laughs> but that's what she was. She was freaked out. Wouldn't you be freaked out? I would. Now, Luke doesn't say that Mary had previous experiences with angels, or even if Mary knew that the angel had already visited Zechariah. We, we don't get any of that. We don't know. 
But Mary was, surely she was surprised, startled, troubled, freaked out because she knew her place. She knew who she was, you see. She's an ordinary person. Her family doesn't have money or status in Jewish society. She's not even from Jerusalem, the most important place. She's from an unimportant town no one cares about. Some people even make fun of it for being nothing special. Mary's got to be thinking, Gabriel's got the wrong address. He's talking about her having a baby already and that she's favored by God. No wonder she's troubled. She could have just as well said, no, Mr. Gabriel, this is not a good idea. Could you please go to Jerusalem and find someone else, you know, someone else to tell your message to? Getting such surprises when we've been making plans can be troubling. I mean, let alone the fact that it was a, a you know, a, a, a creature from heaven <laughs> appearing before her, right? But here we are on Christmas Eve, and I'll bet most of us are still making plans of some kind of how things are going to go tonight and tomorrow. In fact, we started to get busy with plans even before Thanksgiving, didn't we? You know, our, our ad agencies and culture pretty much, you know, drive that bus for us. Uh, maybe we can't put ourselves in Mary's sandals, but perhaps we can relate to her thinking. Lord, I already have other plans. I have my own schedule with my new husband. I have my own things to take care of as we begin our life together. We don't like surprises amid trying to fulfill our plans, no matter what the season. Even though Advent is less than 24 hours away from ending, it reminds us the Lord is returning and He is arriving for you. He's coming to impact your life and it will never be the same again. He is the Son of Man, Mary's Son in the flesh and Son of God conceived by the Holy Spirit. Jesus is born to find and save lost and condemned people such as you and me. He found us and saved us. And he is still finding more every day. Notice Gabriel is not a stoic mouthpiece of God or some sort of pre-recorded, you know, hologram or something. He, he listens to Mary's. and He listens to her plea. She says, how can this be? And he answers her. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High God will overshadow you. Therefore, your baby will be called holy, the Son of God. And look, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, is also pregnant with a son. Nothing is impossible with God. God is faithful and keeps His promises. He stays with His plan. My dear friends, when the Holy Spirit came into our lives through the good news reported by the apostles in the Bible... He made the impossible possible. He changed us from the inside, something we cannot do, no matter how many self-help self books you read. And he gave us faith and made his plan to save us and make all that happen in our life.
Martin Luther says both the devil and God came close to us. The difference is the devil came closer to harm us, while God came closer to save us. We sustain hurt through Adam's fall into sin. Through it, all of us are tainted with sin and subject to death. But greater than this hurt is the blessing we receive through Jesus Christ. He became man himself in order to win us back from sin and death. Satan never assumed human nature, although a very popular movie in the 70s, courtesy 20th Century Fox, attempted to portray it. But all it did was portray the devil's son as a cause of a lot of mayhem and death. Not a thing mentioned or shown about causing people to fall away from the saving grace of God. The truth is, although Satan, an archangel himself like Gabriel, fell from God's favor through self-gratification and a deep hatred for what God had made. He managed to persuade the first two people God made to consider themselves something equal to their creator. But this fallen angel did not become man and did not come so close to us as did God's son, who became our flesh and blood and even sent his spirit to dwell in us. How much closer can you get? The devil hates us. He loathes the human race and would never stop or he would never stoop to be one of us. God, however, loves us and takes our humanity onto and into himself. Before Gabriel's visit, Mary had other plans. She wasn't expecting to be the mother of God in the flesh, let alone a regular mother just yet. Her heart was still set on a wedding or a reception or a honeymoon, whatever it was. That was her plan. But God had a plan too. And God's plan is always better. As Christians, we, we've got to be careful about how we handle the message that God has a plan, especially when the world is as violent as it is now. Your critic or naysayer is going to say to you, oh, so it's God's plan that so many innocent children are bombed in Gaza? That's what they'll say. Well, that's what they're thinking. Or it's God's plan that my son was shot to death on the street in Vancouver? You know, we can't answer those questions. God's plan and his will is hidden in the goings-on of the world and in people's lives. But we can stick with what we know from his word and try not to fill in the unknown with conjecture. It's God's plan to save you and your critic. The first Christmas in Bethlehem was God's plan. That you and I are here is God's desire. It doesn't matter how busy you may be with your own plans. Like Mary, our hearts may not be ready, but our God is gracious and patient. His Spirit comes to us and lives in us, opening our ears so that we can listen to God's promises and lead us to trust in Him and not in our own plan. Jesus. His Son has come to save the world from what it's going through, or I mean... God has sent Jesus to save the world from what it's going through, right? He's come to redeem you and me from what we're going through. 
whatever it is, from what we put ourselves through and others. It seems the end can't come soon enough, but he is returning soon to bring it all to completion, and his plan is always the best. Amen. And may the peace of God